The wait is over. That's right. Season 5 of The Kardashians is here. Just when you thought life couldn't get any faster, they're punching it into overdrive. Chris, Courtney, Kim, Chloe, Kendall, and Kylie are back and continue to defy expectations in all their endeavors. So get ready to go behind the glitz and glamour of the most iconic family on television. The all-new season of The Kardashians premieres May 23rd, streaming on Hulu. You will drain it. Welcome to Who Weekly, the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. I'm Bobby Finger. I'm Lindsay Weber. And this is TikTok star Addison Rae's smash hit new single, Obsessed, which she played on the Jimmy Fallon show. With me, me too. Wow. The Me Too movement has come so far. I didn't know they had a theme song. <laughs> <laughs> the Me Too movement is like, this has nothing to do with us. <laughs> this Please. is like when Justin Timberlake wrote the song Take Back the Night and everybody was like, no! <laughs> it's a terrible song by most metrics, but it is very, people are very annoyed that Addison Ray, who was plucked out of TikTok fame, and uh, I don't and know. She's also like the, in a, in the She's All That remake, too. He's yeah, all that. The powers that. that be have decided that Addison Ray is the face of TikTok. Yeah. And they've decided to make her an actress slash singer. And Jimmy Fallon is now complicit. <laughs> Jimmy Fallon is complicit. I know. She was on Jimmy Fallon. She performed this song. And then she did TikTok dances with Jimmy Fallon in this really... Did you watch it? It's so... It's humiliating, isn't it? Uncomfortable. Yeah. And he's just standing there with these cards. And then he'll he'll put, like, the savage dance or the whatever dance. And, and she'll then do she'll it. do the dance. But then, like, everyone's annoyed because a lot of other people... Cre- she did not create any of these dances. No, a well, lot that's of the, other TikTokers that's literally the dances. essence of TikTok is it's collaborative by nature. So, like, this beautiful woman who's the face of, like... Who's pretending to be the face of all these dances that are done by, like, not just one person. Probably many people contribute to a lot of these a dances. Of you know, because it's like, you see it, you remix it. That person remixes that, da-da-da. Is just doing them as if they're hers and they're canon when And if you don't know any better... Place. Yeah. You assume that they're hers, but they're absolutely not hers. Anyway, it's very weird. I, I I'm mostly surprised by how bad the song is, and the fact. I just that- don't like that it's. <laughs> I I feel weird about the idea of a TikTok person breaking out of the platform who doesn't sing and doesn't act, but she does the dances. <laughs> but now they're saying, oh, but outside of this platform, you sing and act, and like. Whether or not she could do those things before, to me, there is so much good talent on TikTok that is singing and acting and doing, like, you can do those things on the app, but they're taking somebody who's famous for TikTok dancing, which is is really native to that app, and taking them out and saying, oh, but can you do these other things? And to me, that's like... Why not? Like, why? That makes no sense to me. It's disrespectful to the platform (laughs) in a way, (laughs) you know? Uh, This song kind of reveals that she's not not so good at this. But they've decided that she's the TikTok queen. So we'll see where this leads. 
I mean, I guess it wouldn't be it wouldn't be what it is without trying to make somebody who has never released a song release a song because every single platform, reality TV, whatever it is, it music always comes first. They're always like, put out a song. Who cares if you can sing? Put out a song. Music is very much like it couldn't hurt. <laughs> like right. Let's give her a song. Let's see if it works. If it doesn't hit, people will forget it. I mean, you have Bad Baby, you have Cardi B, you have every single drag queen. It's it's not unusual. We're not talking. This is not the first time this has been done. What was the Priyanka Chopra song that I fully <laughs> forgot even existed? I don't know. I keep thinking of the Kim Kardashian song Jam. That's always in my head. And I was head. reading. <laughs> I was reading the I was reading the uh, Priyanka Chopra memoir and it was like, well, then I decided to release some music in America and I was like, you did what? And then I listened to the music. I fully forgot that she released many many songs. One of them with Pitbull. But that's why it's okay to try these things. I feel like Addison Rae is very much going to be a flash of the pan, but still, it is frustrating. So I guess we can't really slam her because, like, what do we expect? Like, if the song is always the first thing, would I love if this song wasn't, like, Me Too in the chorus? Yes. I would love it (laughs) if we went a different direction. (laughs) And there's a difference between TikTok choreography and actual choreography. Like, she has real dancers behind her on on the Jimmy Fallon show. Why do I keep calling it the Jimmy Fallon show? I sound like my mom. Like, oh, the Oprah show. Like, no, it's Late Night with Jimmy Fallon. She has, like, actual real professional dancers behind her and the the distance between you know her abilities and theirs is very evident wow and rude. i just feel weird very watching it. Rude. i'm trying to i'm trying to do this without being rude but i'm you just saying not. it is weird to watch people pluck people out of one platform put them on another when you have like a celebrity chef not a celebrity chef but a tiktok chef and they go on to like do cooking videos on youtube or release a cookbook it makes sense this translation doesn't make sense and it's very presumptuous also the other thing is she literally broke up with her other her tiktok boyfriend for the second time and it's like wow mm-hmm. convenient timing for that news to drop when your new single is out hmm can you can you name who the tiktok boyfriend was of course i can it's What's in the doc bryce hall all right so this is a video that i wasn't intending on filming but there are a lot of allegations and press around my name right now and i don't want the media to continue to tarnish my name so there's a few things that i want to address one being yes addison and i are broken up i don't want to talk about specific reasons because that's our private business i wanted to keep everything off of social media in the first place, but obviously that didn't work at all. Speaking of front-facing video comedy, Chet Hanks is on one and needs to be stopped. I say (laughs) Chet Hanks needs to be stopped. I think Rita Wilson needs to stop paying his phone bill. Rita needs to take him off the family plan because he... (laughs) Imagine if you just disabled Chet Hanks' data. He doesn't know how to start his own cell phone account. Are you kidding? He'll start a fucking cell phone company. What are you talking about? He is the most Why? like he's the most entitled boy. My theory is that if you took Chet Hanks off the family plan <laughs> and disabled his credit card accounts, he would not have any idea what to do with himself. He would literally start a company called C-Mobile and his phones would be made out of cardboard and he'd be doing front-facing <laughs> videos into a cardboard phone and hoping that it went C- online. <laughs> C-Mobile. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm telling you. And Rita would say, Tommy, he's trying. He started a business, our little entrepreneur. (laughs) Entrepreneur. She would say like a very bad French accent. He's an entrepreneur. Bobby reminded me that it's been a year to the day since Chet Chet Hayes did his patois accent that a lot of people liked and a lot of people didn't like at the Golden Globes, was it? Where was it? 
The globes on the, the red carpet? The globes. His mom was like mad at a hairdresser and Shank <laughs> Hanks was out on the red carpet doing a Patois accent. The internet's losing it. They're like, what are you thinking? And so right. in commemoration of the year anniversary of this, he's decided to proclaim the white boy summer of 2021. Hey guys, um, look, I just wanted to tap in really quick. I just got this feeling, man, um, that this summer is, uh, it's about to be a white boy summer. You know, take it how you want. I'm not talking about like Trump, uh, you know, NASCAR type white. I'm talking about, you know, you know, me, um, John B., Jack Harlow type white boy summer. You know what I mean? Let me know if you guys uh, can vibe with that and uh, get ready. You know, you had the you had a very astute observation here. Like, this is really stupid. Yeah, it's dumb. Chet Hanks can be funny. Like, there's something hilariously oblivious about Chet Hanks, and there always will be. And knowing, like, the fact that he comes from one of the most likable people in Hollywood, like, there's maybe five people in Hollywood as likable across generations as Tom Hanks, and this is Tom Hanks' son. It's very strange, and it will always be peculiar. You told this boy to be himself, okay? We said, (laughs) stop doing this accent, be yourself. And he said, okay. (laughs) <laughs> white boy summer that that's just what i'm saying like whether or not you like it or not i'm just telling you exactly what happened i can see it as clear as day you know yeah i'm just like picturing tom hanks rolling his eyes at this and rita being like well i mean he is a white boy tom well, did you see tom shout he out is to a white Harris, boy? who retweeted this and wrote do y'all not have a fam group chat colin <laughs> hanks posted some ad for his like handkerchiefs and it's just him holding a beard it says summer is coming be ready lincoln bio handkerchiefs be ready summertime and it's like yeah, you guys are like, you guys should be overlapping in content. Or do you think Colin's just like, I don't, I don't deal with this. They're not coordinated. Also, I wouldn't be surprised. The thing about the thing about the Hankses, I bet they're all on the family plan. It's just that Colin and the other one, what's her name? Elizabeth. They yeah. can probably understand. They probably There's another one start too. their own phone plan. Oh, yeah. Uh, Connor. Jackson. Jackson. No, Jefferson, the young one. Jefferson. Something like that. No, it's... um. Something to do with like the forest. It's forest. How are we so stupid? It's forest, I think. It's not forest. It's no. like Evergreen. He would not name his kid forest because forest it's... is a bad name. No, you're right. It's like, it's something to do with the forest though. Truman. Truman. Like the president. Okay, Truman. Truman. Absolutely restart their phone plan if they were kicked off. I think they are on the family plan. <laughs> okay, I know. But I don't the... think Chet Why knows is getting your phone back a determiner of, of intelligence for you? The phone. Fu- I mean, the videos, the fun, the most bizarre thing, uh, it's not even the most bizarre thing, the funniest thing about the Chet Hanks Instagram stories where he's like giving up these stupid rules for stupid white boy summer is that he's just roaming around Los Angeles. It's a yeah. very nice little peek into his life, which is just driving around, occasionally yeah. walking around. He gets to the beach the and beach. he says, hey, I'm at the beach. Uh, hit me up if you're around hit me here. Up if you want. <laughs> is that how he lives his here. life? And he does a little 360 of what part of the beach he's at. And I bet people pop up and they're like, oh, hey. Somebody did pop up. up. Tom has no idea any of this is happening. White Boy Summer is also respecting people's boundaries. I don't know if you listen to all the rules, but it involves respecting people's boundaries. Yeah, there is consent involved. I appreciate that. Yes. Okay. Well. We got some uh, new rules and regulations for the White Boy Summer. Someone put forth the proposition that we ban all backwards hats. (laughs) I shut that shit down real quick. Backwards hats are and will remain good. Also, this is really, really important, guys. As we get closer to summer and, you know, it gets hotter out and there's pool parties and barbecues, white boys. It is not white boy summer to get all drunk and sweaty and, you know, sunburned. 
your face with booze breath and going up to people that you barely fucking know and getting all in their personal space. Okay, it doesn't matter if it's a dude that you think is not your best friend or a girl that you're trying to hit on. It's not white summer to be going up to people with our booze breath, <laughs> all breathing, breathing on them and shit and treating people like, like they're our closest friends and family when we've only known them for five minutes. We got to stop that shit, guys. We got to do better. Okay, we got some updates. Uh, people asking me about sandals, flip-flops. Flip-flops are good, especially if they're the Gucci ones. Rock them with some socks, whatever. It's cool. Sweatpants. It's all good. But what's not good are the fucking, those little fu fucking rainbows and the reef ones, dude. But the bottle opener on the bottom, you know what I'm talking about. We all got that friend who wears those funky-ass flip-flops. Moving on. Do, uh, speaking, speaking of, of white boys. Speaking <laughs> of white boy summer. These two See, are white certainly, boy nepotism. <laughs> these two are certainly living it. Brooklyn Beckham and Nicola Peltz are now wearing each other's wisdom teeth on necklaces. Okay, Angelina. It's nasty. It's I, I've I've been saying nasty. That's my my word of the summer. It's my nasty. this is my white boy summer saying nasty. It's nasty. It's nasty, these teeth. They're teeth plated in gold. And they're wearing each other's wisdom teeth. And they're very proud of this. And they're showing them. The thing about teeth is that, like, teeth are gross. I guess if you're a dentist, they're beautiful. But, like, to me, teeth are gross. No, and they're the gross. the photos really kind of make me sick. They really do make me sick. If they were just, like, teeth, like, I wouldn't be – if they were, like, not the actual teeth, I, I you know? These it's are the actually actual their teeth. teeth. Oh, this is a great way to segue into Celebrity Spell Check because when Brooklyn posted – um the teeth on his Instagram stories, he wrote, words can't describe D-I-S-C-R-I-V-E how much I love you at Nicola Ann Peltz. I am the luckiest person on this planet. XX, I will love you forever and ever. Yeah, well, E! News had to sick them. He had to, she, had to, she had to sick that spelling of describe. Um, before we just get to spell check, which you're going to have to actually say what it is because you just referred to it but then didn't follow through, is that I just want to read this one Daily Mail headline. We're not the okay. only ones out here being like, please stop. The Daily Mail says, Insta cringe or another Romeo Beckham, which is his brother's name, from matching tooth jewelry to endless smoochy selfies, how Brooklyn Beckham is awfully eager to parade his love for his fiance on social media. They get it. They hate him. They, they hate get him. it. They just get it. So this takes us into a, a who adjacent sort of story. It's very Australia who, so we don't know a lot of these people. But in Australia, apparently there was a very popular Demois-esque Instagram account it's called It's Demois-esque, but it's less like, it's I don't goss. think it's like blind items related. It's more a, f a person being snarky about influencers, specifically influencers, not like bigger celebrities and also no submissions, I don't think. At least maybe they got to that point, but... It started not that way. So the way Celebrity Spellcheck worked, then Stop Working Now works again because it is back, is if you were scrolling down and it, scrolling through a celebrity's Instagram account, or if you saw this Brooklyn Beckham thing, you would screenshot the misspelling, post it, point out the misspelling with a snarky caption, call it a day. That's all it is. It's very simple. Is it petty? Yes. Is it funny? Of course it's funny. It reminds me of very single service tumblr like there's not much to it even the stories don't get super complicated it feels like an old school blog in a way it does and what's funny is we remember we covered the, the, how jamie oliver didn't know his daughter's age when he mm -hmm. celebrated her birthday this was the account that noticed that like i knew First. the daily mail wasn't checking his 
it feels very specific for the Daily Mail, but this was the account that called it out. So it makes sense. Mm-hmm. They're actually like doing, f- they're finding funny things beyond the um, spelling, you know? Wait, I'm sorry. An influencer named Talia Skeins posted a list of food she was eating for the week. And it says, this week's dinners, lots of seafood. And then you read the list. There's not one seafood on the list. It's all chicken. <laughs> and the caption was, I see none. <laughs> Well, my That's my good. favorite, which I didn't even realize w- originated from Celeb Spellcheck, but remember we talked about this Australian influencer Elise Knowles. I don't remember. Who posted? But that's okay. Who posted? Uh, voila, but spelled it voila w a l l a h instead of v o i l a. Celeb Spellcheck must have been one of the first people to notice voila. That's that's what this person did. So they got shut down recently, or they went absent. They went um they went dark for a while. And it had to do with the fact that, like, a lot of... Well, like, there was one influencer who was like, "I this is, like, cyberbullying, and I'm, like, gonna sue or whatever. And recently, Lindsay, what was the story? They came back, and I guess the Daily Mail did a story about how... they. I guess the Daily Mail, but I assume the account as well, went to some lawyer and was like, can I actually get in trouble for this? And the lawyer was like, no. First of all... You absolutely can't. It yeah. would be idiotic for anyone to, to sue an anonymous person because they don't even know if they have the assets that are even worth getting. But if you were just suing for the point of suing, it would be really expensive because you'd have to prove that what they're saying is false. If it's misspelling, mm-hmm. it's not false. You did misspell something. So it's yeah. not... So you can't... It's not defamatory. It's yeah. not defamatory, right? That's the new pivot. So a lot of the celebrities who are still upset about this account, these Australian influencers specifically, are saying, well, since it's not technically defamatory and it's not technically any of these other things, it could be cyberbullying. We should make this count as cyberbullying. And so here comes Celeb Spellcheck posting one influencer's screed about why what Celeb Spellcheck does is cyberbullying. And it's like pointing out my misspellings is bullying. It is wrong. Cut to the next frame in Celeb Spellcheck's carousel, and it's a podcast episode from this exact influencer talking about how she's happy to make fun of people who DM her and misspell the words. And I had just written back with no, and I don't usually respond, but the ones that have so many spelling errors, I feel like it's my human duty just to tell them. If you're going to send me a hate message, at least spell your right. Like, if you can't get that right, you're not going to get much of a hate towards me. So I, I had just corrected all of their spelling, and I thought it was the funniest thing in the world. They are doing uh, – they were doing a little bit of COVID shaming uh, yeah. earlier this year. So they they got into every piece of in, of influencer culture, you know? Celeb underscore spell check. You can follow it. We follow it. And it is followed by Sarah Michelle Geller. So Hey, guys. So I thought today I would do a quick little video about what supplements I take. I asked on Snapchat if any of you guys wanted me to do a video on the supplements I take and why, when, how. And a lot of you said yes. So here I am. Am I crazy, Lindsay? Or have there been a ton of babies born this month? Specifically this month. I mean, specifically this week, specifically last week. (laughs) (laughs) The last 14 days, every celebrity baby was born. Not only was the next coming of the Australian Christ arrived. Okay, that's the weird way to put it. Not only was the, you know, future queen of Australia born. I know Mm -hmm. they don't have a queen, but Mm -hmm. like whatever. Mindy Irwin's kid, a.k.a. Grace Warrior Irwin Powell. Not only that, but... Hillary Duff had a baby. Emma Stone had a mysterious baby. Ashley Tisdale had a baby. (laughs) 
Eric Von Detten from Disney Movies had a baby. Emily Rada had her baby two weeks ago. Summer Walker had a baby. Frankie Muniz had a baby. Cassie had a baby. And Catherine McPhee had a baby about a month ago or something. And these two Swedish royals had a baby. And Neo said he could have a baby because he his wife stopped him from getting a vasectomy. They're, they're <laughs> such a weird couple, by the way. They're a weird they're really couple. Weird. Something's going on there. That They're is... a very classic on again, off again. I don't want to touch it, but it's weird. Anyways, we have all these babies. I feel like we should rank these babies by importance. <laughs> by who, From who to them. Is that rude? I mean, it is rude. Okay, it's rude. Is that cyberbullying? The most, the most important baby is Bendy Irwin's baby. There's never been a more important baby. I would say second most important baby is Emma Stone's baby. Okay. 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 Then I would say after that, we've got Hilary Duff's third baby, whose name is Mae James Bear. Oh, it's Bear, not Blair. Oh, I misread that. Bear. Unless they had a typo. I don't know what Bear is, but it must be a family name or something. And then we have, what's next? Is it, who's more famous? Oh, God. Rada. Rada's baby. Rada or Cassie. I don't want to put Captain McPhee's baby on this. (laughs) That's not a relevant baby. I feel like Rada's baby comes next. Apollo. Okay. And then Cassie's baby? Summer's baby, I think, is Summer Walker's baby. Also mysterious baby. What's funny is that Summer Walker specifically was like, I'm never going to share a photo of my kid on in, on the internet, <laughs> bye. But then London on a track, like, posted a photo of her hand. And it was like, God damn it. Like, pay attention to the mom, okay? We don't have a name, but we know that their nickname for the baby is Princess Bubblegum. Okay. That's all we know. You have Frankie Muniz's baby. No, well, let's do Cassie's baby is next. Cassie's baby is named <laughs> right. Sunny Cinco. Fine. Sunny Cinco, cute name. Sunny Cinco. Then we have Maz Mosley Muniz, which... Not a cute name. I'm sorry. That's a tough name. What is going on? That's such a tough name. Maz Mosley Mu- Mu- Muniz. Muniz. Then we have, I guess, Catherine McPhee's baby, whose name is Rennie. And she was pissed because she was trying to keep that a secret, but it lasted about four minutes because her husband went on some TV show and was like, Rennie. And she was like, what the fuck? No, I thought it was the other way around. I thought she's the one who went on TV and said the name. And David Foster was like, why'd you fucking do that? Oh. I think it was the other way around. <laughs> I thought it was he fucked it up. No, David Foster's mad at Catherine McPhee for revealing the name. Oh, she would too. She would too. Her show. Are you going to watch her show? Her like flop show? What is even her show? I could not. What's her show? She has a show called Country Comfort on Netflix and her husband's Eddie Cibrian. I'm never going to watch that show. Apparently it's like a very classic sitcom format, but it's raunchy. they choose two messy people on purpose? The messiest duo. I think so. I think it was, I think it was very deliberate. And she sings. Hey, listen, aren't you from the nanny agency? No. Dang. Do you have any experience taking care of kids? No. You have any experience lying? I do. Hey, yo, put me our new nanny. Oh, look, my truck died. My phone died. I just need to use your phone. Hey, y'all. And who might you be? Oh, I'm Bailey. I'm I was our new nanny. I think nanny number 10 is a winner. <laughs> 10 nannies? What is wrong with y'all? She showed up and was music to their ears. <gasps> is it fucking Sound of Music? It's I think it's Sound of, of music, music, but in the country. Yeah. Uh-huh. But in the country, and it's Catherine McPhee. I get it. And no I Nazis. It. I get it. Here's the thing. I'm obsessed. The only good response to giving birth is Summer Walkers, who posted, let's all forget I was pregnant and move on with our lives so I can enjoy my little angel in peace. <laughs> Just forget <laughs> yeah. I was pregnant. She has the best. I mean, she and Emma Stone uh, have good responses here. Truly the opposite is Bindi Irwin, though, because we got a quote like, our graceful warrior is the most beautiful light, writes the new mom. Last on this list, we didn't even say it. Second to last is Ashley Tisdale, whose baby's name is Jupiter. Jupiter, Irish, French. That's weird. 
Iris, not Irish. <laughs> That's a little weird. Then Eric Von Denton, whose baby is Claire. Claire. I love my Helix mattress. I love my Helix pillow. What else is there to say about Helix? I freaking love it. <laughs> what when I sleep to... on other beds, what is there I else get to say mad. Is that I come back to my bed and I'm like, this is the bed. This is the bed. And it's honestly spoiled me for other beds. And I don't like traveling sometimes because I'm like, this is not my bed. Where's my bed? I want I've my bed. It, I've made it. It's, it's my special bed. It's my special mattress because it is a mattress that is made for my body. Mm-hmm. I took the Helix quiz. It told me which Helix mattress to get, and that's the one I got, and that's the one that I love, and that's yes. the one that I will not stop mm-hmm. using because it's the best mattress I've ever slept on. Mm-hmm. The mattress is so good that when we got it, my cat Winston became obsessed with it, and now he's on it all the time. And I'm no like, way. you have to move because no I way. need to sleep on the bed. It's my bed. It's not your bed. Wow. He's obsessed with it. It's wow. irritating, actually. Wow. He likes okay. the Helix Rude. so much. So rude. Everybody is unique, and I mean everybody, two words, because everyone sleeps differently. Their bodies are different, and that's why Helix has several different mattress models to choose from, each designed for specific seat positions and feel preferences. I'm a side sleeper slash stomach sleeper. Some people are back sleepers. Some people are exclusively side sleepers. There's a Helix mattress for all of you. Not only is the Helix the best mattress I've ever slept on, it, the setup was fast and easy. Their mattresses are delivered in a box and straight to your door. You just open it up and it like kind of like blows back up at a, after it comes out of the plastic and you put it on your bed and it's amazing. Plus, Helix mattresses all come with a 10 or 15 year warranty depending on the model. And if you don't want to take our word for it, Helix has been awarded the number one mattress picked by GQ and Wired Magazine. It's even recommended by multiple leading doctors of sleep medicine as a go-to solution for improving your sleep. Helix is offering up to 30% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash who. That's helixsleep.com slash who. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Lindsay, what is Rakuten? Tell everyone. I use. I have Rakuten. I'm looking at it right now in my browser, but explain. You're good at explaining what Rakuten is because you love it. It's the smartest way to save money when you shop. Duh. No. It's. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what it is, but I'm, you're not, I'm not really telling you what it is. That's what it does. It knows where you're shopping. It says, here's how to save money. It gives you cash back for all types of stores because Rakuten is the smartest way to save money when you shop because members get cash back at over 3,500 stores across every category, including fashion, beauty, electronics, home essentials, travel, dining, and more. Your favorite stores like Dyson, Samsung, or Nike pay Rakuten a commission for sending them shoppers, and Rakuten shares the commission with its members. That's you. Cashback is direct is deposited directly into your PayPal account, or Rakuten can send you a check. The choice is yours. Lindsay likes the PayPal account. I'm sort of into paper check. I like that idea. You can even maximize your savings by stacking cashback on top of other deals like store sales and coupons. So shop for everything from fashion to beauty, home decor to groceries, even kids' school supplies. You're already shopping at your favorite stores, so why not save while you're doing it? It's a no-brainer, and membership is free and easy to sign up. Get the Rakuten app now and join the 17 million members who are already saving. Cashback rates change daily. See Rakuten. Rakuten.com for details. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Your cashback really adds up. So speaking of babies, this threw me for the biggest loop. It threw me for a whole bag of Fruit Loops. Jason Derulo and his girlfriend, Jennifer Ooms, whom we've talked about on the show, this relationship, and thought the the relationship was weird. Probably not. One that was meant to last. We're going to eat our words. Because Jason Derulo and girlfriend Jenna Frooms announced they are expecting their first child together, colon, quote, couldn't be more excited for this new chapter. I'm sorry, this is like super cynical. 
But Jason Derulo literally wants more content for his TikTok. <laughs> TikTok. I We're going to see a lot of pregnancy TikToks. The opportunities having a baby provides for Jason Derulo's new career as a TikTok maker. Mm-hmm. You thought mm-hmm. he was cheesy before? Just wait till this guy is a dad. Pop quiz, do you remember where they met? Through their publicists? <laughs> No, they met at a they met at a very at a specific place, a chain, but not a restaurant. Through a their national chain, not a restaurant. Set up by their publicists no. <laughs> to meet at a chain restaurant. <laughs> not a restaurant, but it's a chain, a national chain, but it's not I a restaurant. I don't remember. Equinox. They met at Equinox. Oh, they met at the gym because she's a fitness <laughs> influencer. Hey guys, welcome back to my YouTube channel. It's your girl Jenna, and I'm back. Okay, we might not be doing at-home workouts, but I'm back. I'm gonna be welcoming you into my life and just give you a little more in-depth look at my daily life. And life has changed a lot since everything going on. I'm super excited because it's a big difference. I'm now in a relationship, a nice, healthy, happy relationship. And um, what else should I say? You should say how much you care about me, how much you love well, me. Well, I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> so, but- this is Jason. We connected earlier this year and have been inseparables ever since. And it's been real fun being stuck at home with Jason. But babies are good for both of these people. Jason Derulo wants more content. Babies, great for content. Sure. And the baby journey for someone who is pregnant and sure. also a fitness influencer yes. to go from how to be a pregnant fit person, oh. how to be a recently given birth fit person. Oh, you person. know, the this opportunities abound. The yes. These two are so savvy. They're so savvy. It's like um, uh, it's like upsetting how savvy they are. It is upsetting how savvy they are. But that's why I'm being cynical about this. And I'm seeing this as like, wow, what a business opportunity. More couples getting together. Oh, God, this is so dull. Um, Just kidding. Pete Davidson popped up. Popped up in England. Why is Pete Davidson in England? Hmm, great question. He was spotted with none other than Lady Bridgerton. Lady Bridgerton. What's her name in the show? Phoebe Dynavore. But what's her name on the show? It's like Lisa. What's her name? It's not Lisa. (laughs) (laughs) It's not Lisa. Miss Daphne Bridgerton. Uh, Phoebe Bridgerton. Her name on no. the show. <laughs> her name on the show is. Her name on the show. Diana. Is. No. Sarah. Her name on the show. Stephanie is Bridgerton. Daphne. 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 Miss Daphne Bridgerton. God, it shows how like I watched the show in full and like forgot it immediately after. You know, like it just went. It went in one ear, went out the other. It literally went in one end and out the other. Ear short. Well, did you see they're <laughs> shooting. They started the second season. Because what's her name? Ajua Ando posted a photo of her and the other, the most interest, the older women. Yeah. The photo of all three of them in costume. And it was like, we're back. And they're doing like a, they're doing like a Charlie's Angels thing. They were spotted walking. They were, Phoebe and Pete were spotted walking through a small English village, which is called Caverswall, Staffordshire. And the best part about this was they were spotted by a 14 year old named, ready for this name? Tillywag. She spotted them. This is like a regular. I love this because this girl's like a freaking. Um, what's her name? The sleuth, the child sleuth. What's her name? Harriet the spy. She's a regular Harriet the spy. She mm-hmm. spotted Pete Davidson and some woman, and she said, "Is that Pete Davidson?" 
And some woman? She walked right up to him and said, is it Pete Davidson? And he said, no, in an English accent. But later he said, I'm kidding. In an American accent, it was quite funny. And then she got a picture with him, mind you, just him, not her, and sent that picture straight to the press. Why? Because I see it. (laughs) They are so funny. It's so funny. He's so clearly Pete Davidson, which is hilarious. And then Mm -hmm. she gave more details. She said they were holding hands and they were hugging. Seemed like they were a couple, she told Page Six. They walked past our house and I recognized him immediately. I hadn't seen anything written about Pete being in a relationship with Phoebe. But once I saw them together, I thought maybe they are. I knew him from when he used to date Ariana Grande. I listened to her music sometimes, she said. He seemed quite happy and didn't mind me taking a picture with him. I didn't ask for a picture with Phoebe because at the time I didn't know who she was. <laughs> I, my brain is exploding. The British teen, the British teen knows who American Pete Davidson is and has no idea who Daphne Bridgerton is. But here's my, oh, it's perfect. Here's why I find so that quite a little sus, if I may, not to disbelieve Tilly, who I think is fantastic. But are you questioning? Don't doubt Tilly. But I'm just saying, listen to this. If she reported to page six that they were together, but she didn't know who she was, how did she find out how this woman, who this woman was when she reported it? Because if she called up Pete Davidson, she was like, oh, Pete was walking with some woman. Here's a picture of me and Pete, but I don't have a picture of the woman. Do you think she also had a picture of the woman that she took from maybe afar and then they identified her as Phoebe? Maybe she figured it out later. Because she does say, at the time, I didn't know who she was. But they're such a random couple that it would take you a long time to figure that out, No. Unless Maybe. Phoebe is like from this town and that's why they were in this town. Phoebe's not from this town. She's from Manchester. She's from outside Manchester. Okay, but not too okay. far from Cavers. Not too far. Close. It's north of London. It's just not quite where this town is, but it is close-ish, I guess. I don't know. Right. I don't know. It is funny that she didn't recognize her first, though. It is funny that a 14-year-old spotted Pete Davidson in like a small English town and then ratted him out to the papers immediately. <laughs> To be fair, he's not trying to not look like Pete Davidson. You truly cannot win. I mean, I just, it's just like, if you were Pete Davidson, you'd be like, what the fuck? I can't even go to like a small UK village, you know? Like that is so, it's funny to me. Sorry. It's hilarious. Well, that, that also proves his them status. I feel like when we call Pete Davidson a them, at least for a time, people were very, very combative. I know, because he gives off big who energy, but like. You're right. This kind of says a lot. To be fair, though, this is a very specific age. We're talking, you know, Ariana Grande's ex-boyfriend, ex-fiance. That really gave Mm -hmm. him a big boost for anyone under the age of whatever, you know? What we need to do anytime we're on the fence about a who or a them, we should just contact Tilly Wag and Caverswall. We should call it the Tilly test. (laughs) The the Tilly test. Would Tilly Wag, 14 years old from Caverswall, know who this person is? And the question is, a lot of the time, that'd be really hard for me to know. Speaking of relationships, this is really stupid. I just had speaking of them. Speaking of relationships, this headline, another gossip cop headline, Jason Statham driving Rosie Huntington-Whiteley crazy in quarantine? Let me guess. No. No. They came to the conclusion that no, he is not. They said there's no reason to think that Statham is caught in a funk or that it's driving Whiteley nuts. Okay. Speaking of Statham, did you see that some like whoever was like, Prince William is the hottest bald man in the world? And everybody was like, what? Yeah, I saw that. Everyone was like, what? Have you met Jason Statham? Have you met The Rock? Have you met Vin Diesel? Have you met Shamar Moore? And it was a new study. It's from, I have the tab open, actually. Oh, it's science? You're going to tell me it's science? It's science. It's science. It oh, says, okay. I'm quoting people. I'm quoting people. 
It says, Prince William named world's sexiest bald man according to new study. The Duke of Cambridge beat out Dwayne The Rock Johnson, Jason Statham, and Michael Jordan for the title. And it says, researchers found that the 38-year-old Duke of Cambridge was described as, quote, sexy 17.6 million times in blogs, reports, and pages found through Google search, according to a report from The Sun, which cited the study by cosmetic surgery specialists Longevita. So they were just looking at public data in which bald men were referred to specifically as sexy. I'm sorry. No, that's not science. That's not science. Mm -hmm. That's not science. Mm -hmm. That's not science. After the list was made public, many shared their thoughts on the ranking on social media. One actor who wasn't mentioned in the initial list, however, also began to trend on Twitter in response as well. Stanley Tucci. What did Stanley Tucci do to deserve this disrespect? This is gross Stanley Tucci eraser, said one user. Did you see? He posted on wait, Instagram. Right, but did you see that people were like tweeting things like Stanley Tucci is like hot. We love him. He were so horny for him. And then his wife, oh, then his Felicity wife. Blunt, retweeted it was like, what the fuck? Come on, guys. Like, stop doing this. Like, like, look what I have to deal with now. <laughs> I bet that is she's definitely making a joke, but there's no way his behavior has not completely changed in the past like 18 months there is truth in this tweet which i will now quote this will be exhausting to live with i bet he was like a real sweetie no problems and now that he's like daddy hunky i bet he's become borderline insufferable oh yeah he's literally he's literally turned in, he's literally turning into uh jeff goldblum it's like he went from being like CNN show going to Italy and eating pasta to being like, oh, I'm sexy now. I'm Jeff Goldblum, you know? She's like, if you make me another Negroni, I am going to kill you. I am going Meanwhile, that was her drink. You. That's why he was making them in the first place. Not anymore. She cracks open a beer. She does not want another drink that he has to make. She's on beer or wine now. That's it. Speaking of not anymore, did you see the Simon Baker headline, which made me laugh? Oh, the one about Facebook? Simon Baker <laughs> goes Facebook official with new girlfriend Laura Mae Gibbs as they promote his new film together in the Northern Territory. First of all, there's so many great things going on in this headline. First of all, going Facebook official, what year is it? 2011? What's going on here? He may as well be like, it may as well be Devil Wears Prada Simon Baker for saying Who goes Facebook, Facebook official. official in 2021, people? Also, where's the Northern Territory? <laughs> Where is it? Where were they? Where is it's it? It's in Australia. Oh. It's in Australia. It's one of the uh, provinces. There's Northern Territory. Oh, God. There's Queensland. There's New South Wales. There's South Australia. And there's Western Australia. Why isn't there consistency here, Australia? You have West Australia, South Australia, Northern Territory, Queensland, and New South Wales. In case you were wondering... Simon, don't call in Australia. Do not call in. <laughs> in case you're Do wondering, Simon Baker got divorced from his wife of uh, 29 years last month. Although people claims they broke up months before that, that's a total lie. Just to make it okay that he got with this younger woman who is Laura Mae Gibbs, 36, and is a the founder of a By Byron Bay based sustainable activewear label inspired by her love of yoga. I said inspired twice, but you get it. Lindsay. What? I didn't know he was Australian until this very I didn't moment. either. I thought he was British. <laughs> I thought he was British. I How thought he was not American. British. I'm great. I'm good. Thank I uh, read the notes to find out that you're Australian. Yeah, that's right. I yeah. had no idea. Yeah. Let me hear you say something. Um, 
You got the big Nicole Kidman thing Good going morning. on? Good morning. How are you? You do. Now, on the show, you have no <laughs> the big Nicole Kidman Well, I mean, that's the only Australian I know oh, right, okay. in my ear. Right. But I don't know her in my ear, but my ear knows. <laughs> um, it's fine. You, uh, how do you do the American so well? You just are able to jump into it? You know, I, I grew up watching uh, Get Smart and, um, and, you know, Hogan's Heroes. And we, have a, we have a lot of American television in Australia, so I just grew up hearing, hearing it. it a lot. And, and when you're here, you, uh, you're just, you know, you're surrounded by it. So. Do you find that people expect you to have an American accent? Like, when you're recognized in public, are people sort of surprised? Yeah, people are thrown a little. Yeah. They are. Yeah, yeah. Which is fun. He's a very convincing Christian Thompson in Devil Wears Prada. Because I never watched The Mentalist. I haven't watched him enough to like see to like guess his accent crack. That he's Australian. Yeah. You're like, oh, this guy's plenty Australian. Plenty of people who are faking their accent, whether it's an American faking a Brit, Brit faking an American, whatever, it cracks if you watch it enough. And I really am only familiar with The Devil Wears Prada. Sorry, I had to look up the really sexy um, rom com he's in that I love. What's it oh, called? Oh, something new. Oh my yeah. God, I love that rom com. Listen up. Yeah. Something that is, is a hot rom-com. Don't you love that rom-com? No, I love some. I I I love something new. Something okay. new is one of one of the great uh, aughts rom-coms. Okay, great. I just wanted to because that's like Simon Baker's. Like, forget Devil Wears Prada. I guess he's good in that, but like that, and forget the Mentalist. Who well, cares? he's a villain. He is a villain. Yeah, but I'm just saying yeah. that some that is his crowning jewel. That's the crowning jewel of his career to me. See, I think color brings in energy. It excites the senses. It can make you feel sad. It can make you feel happy. Make you feel bold. No, bold is definitely not me. <laughs> are you sure? I don't think you take the time to know who you are. You're always working. Yeah, well, some of us have to work extra hard just to stay in the game. You wouldn't understand. Try me. Moving on. Oh, Another... margin call. I've seen margin call. Okay. Sorry. Moving on. <laughs> Moving on. Moving on. Um, Moving we on? have an sugar update. Pova? We have a sugar pova update. Do we need a noise for sugar pova? Is this going to be a regular occurrence? <laughs> no, it's not. Or is this a flash in the pan? But we do have an affinity for celebrities and candy. We do. I was looking at Us Weekly and I saw the headline Maria Sharapova colon inside a day of my life. And I was like, I bet you one million dollars this is going to be sugar pova's bond. <laughs> And I was right. One million Not to toot my own horn. I was like, <laughs> what time in the day is, because it's always like, ooh, I wake up at 2 a.m. Ooh, I wake up, ooh, and then I have like my like, green when juice. when will she pop When candy? will she talk about yeah. a, a candy? And I'll tell you. So her thing starts at 8 a.m. It says she gets her blood circulating first thing in the morning. Then at 11 a.m., during her busy schedule, during her busy schedule, during her busy schedule, Sharapova stops to smell the roses. Or in this case, peonies. Wait, wait, well, wait. I find Every day at 11 a.m. she stops to smell flowers? Every day she stops to smell her peonies. That's nice. Well, she says, I find a beautiful space helps inspire new ideas, she admits. Well, what sorts of new ideas, you ask? Well, let me tell you. At 12 p.m., the former number one gets to work on new flavors for her sugar pover gumballs. No, not gumballs. Not gumballs. <laughs> Sitting next to the peonies, which she stopped to smell, they gave her some creative juices. She's on the floor, kind of, this is like a coffee table, and she has her laptop open, her water there, a two beautifully displayed things of sugar poker gumballs and like color swatches, like Pantone color swatches. She's working. These She's like, working. These like four gumballs just sitting on the table. This is really sending she's me. Going, hmm. She's trying to see, you know, which colors will be complementary to the yellow, yellow, pink, and green. Do you like gumballs? How do you feel about gumballs? No, I don't like gumballs, no. 
I feel like if I'm going to chew gum, it's not going to be from a gumball, you know? I don't like gumballs. No, not at all. They're also like, they really definitely hurt your teeth, I'm sure. You know, they're not good yeah. for your teeth. Remember those I mean, gumballs? No candy is good for your teeth. Remember but- those gumballs they used to sell at Origins? They were like really, they were like breath gumballs and they had them in a big gumball machine at Origins and you'd at the mall, you'd always go get a gumball from the gumball machine. I've never been inside an Origins. But like, but they sold these like, these weird like aromatherapy that gumballs skincare? that you ate. <laughs> yes. I don't know See, why they sold gumballs. Were you eating bath bombs accidentally? Were you eating bath bombs no, accidentally? No, it was a gumball. It was small. And it was in a gumball machine. I wasn't eating a bath bomb. I would be dead. Because I ate one you know what all the time. medicine I used to eat all the time that I think everyone did that I just thought was candy, candy? until I found out it what? was medicine? Tums? The Ludens. Oh, the cherry Ludens. Those are good. Those are the best, one of the best Ludens candies. cannot kill you. Are you kidding? <sighs> I hope not. I once went through a phase where I was like always quote unquote sick so I could eat Ricolas a lot. I loved them. Which flavor? Like any flavor. I just love them. They're so spicy. And I was like, I'm sick. It's like they're candy. They have sugar in them. Misha Barton in the Sixth Sense over here. I once went through a phase where I was quote unquote sick. Always quote unquote sick. Why did you do this? Because I love candy. What do you oh. what what do you want? What I did, I would I would fake sick to get out of football practice. Oh, okay. Multiple okay, times. I'm sorry. <laughs> Junior high, I would lay the groundwork. The day before, I'd be like, oh, my throat. Because I, when I really didn't want to go to football practice. Yeah. And then the next day, it would have been a full-blown cold. And I'd be like, I can't go to football practice. And my mom would go, fine. This is what I found out. It's like when I found out what shin splints were in high school. And I was like, wait, there's an injury that gets you out of field hockey that like no one can prove it's true or fake? <laughs> <laughs> that women get more than men? Oh, well, <laughs> I have it. Someone's going to call and be like, I actually had shin splints. And it's like, that sucks for you. I never did. <laughs> <laughs> he just lied. Okay, so 4 p.m., Maria Sharapova no! says the best part about she having virtual conferences. Jokes, Sharapova. I get to keep my cozy slippers on. That joke should be retired. No more that joke. We've been doing this joke for one year. 6 p.m., she does planks outdoors. She says, I've adapted to working out from home. Planks are just as hard inside or outdoors, okay? At 8 p.m., her day ends at 8 p.m. And it says, at the end of the day, Sharapova enjoys curling up with a good book. In the photo, she's neither... At the end of the day, she's not even at 8 p.m. The sun is too bright. She's not curled up. She's sitting on a chair and she's not reading the book. She's putting the book on her mouth. At least like close a window. Get the closet. This is such a funny lie. It's like, I'm getting in bed to read a book. It's like fully bright out. Where are you, it's Antarctica? Like, and is, she's it, not, is this Arctic, some she's Arctic not winter? Reading the book. She's shoving the book against her face. <sighs> wow. I just don't believe any of this. Once again, we are so gullible. We believe a day in a life is real, and it's not real. It was like 70-something degrees a couple days ago. It's time to put our winter weather to bed, or in my Pull case, under the bed. your linens, sweeties. The lin- it's, time- it's linen season, honey. Oh, oh, all I want is linen all the time. I just want to be draped in linen for my entire life. Not only am I pulling out my linen tops my linen bottoms my linen dresses i'm putting on my linen sheets i'm putting on my linen pillowcases i'm just like everything is linen because the weather's getting warmer so it's time to say goodbye to jackets sweaters and hello to shorts tees and linen i know i should probably buy 
some linen shorts from Quince. I have a Quince cotton duvet cover that I really like. Ooh. And it's warm. Ooh. It's it's warm in the cold months and it's cool in the warm months, which is sort of where I want my bedding to be, somewhere mm-hmm. in the middle. You and know? you can get premium European linen from blouses, shorts, dresses from $30, washable silk tops, timeless 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. And you get it for a good price because Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, they cut out the cost of the middlemen and pass the savings on to I you. I hate middlemen. I and hate Quince middlemen. only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. We love it. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash who for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash who to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash who. Springtime vibes are in the air, and when I bring in some beautiful flowers that are blooming, I want to smell them, not the litter box. And I can't, thanks to Pretty Litter. I'm going to correct this ad because I didn't bring any flowers in, but you know what I did cook yesterday? A big pot of beans. It smelled delicious in my apartment. It smelled like all the yummy stuff I was cooking, and it didn't smell like cat poo-poo or cat pee-pee because I used Pretty Litter. You're saying springtime vibes are in the air, and when I cook a big pot of beans, <laughs> I'd rather I want to smell beans. them, yes. not the litter box. I'd rather okay, smell beans great. than flour. I'm trying to personalize I don't think it. Pretty Litter would mind you correcting their intro with your own personal endorsement, which is yes. that you want to smell your beans. Yes. Delicious, fragrant beans with bay leaves and garlic and onion. This is all to say that nothing beats Pretty Litter's ability to instantly trap odor. It's ultra-absorbent, it's lightweight, it's low-dust, and one six-pound bag works for up to a month. So I know that when people come over to my apartment, they're going to be smelling whatever I'm cooking, whatever's in the air, you know, like whatever candle I lit. They're not going to smell what's in the litter box because it soaks it all up. Plus, the crystals change color to indicate early signs of potential illness in my cat, like UTIs, kidney issues, and more. So when the colors change, you can tell your vet what happened so they know what to look for. And if that wasn't enough, Pretty Litter ships free right to my door. I never run out. I don't have kitty litter bags taking up a lot of space in my little apartment. Go to prettylitter.com slash who to save 20% on your first order and get a free cat toy. That's prettylitter.com slash who to save 20% on your first order and get a free cat toy. Prettylitter.com slash who. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Okay, what's next on this? Marion Williamson list of had things? James Cameron on her podcast. <laughs> oh, Marion Williamson had James Cameron on her podcast. And first, I just, I had this person's voice. Is this too Nemi, so though? Do these two combined create a who because they're both so freaking weird? Marion Williamson gushing to James Cameron about her love for the movie Avatar on her podcast is absolutely hooey. And there's no way you can convince me otherwise. So it's like when our this powers is... combine, we're a who, even though we're two thems. Yeah, you do downgrade. The yeah. minute we speak to each other in a podcast setting, it's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about the Navi as though they're real is hooey. Okay, I'm sorry. Hey, everybody. Marianne Williamson here, and welcome to the podcast. Remember what this man has accomplished. He, he wrote and directed The Titanic. One of the things that fascinates me about you is that you're from Canada. Albert Camus said that fiction is where it's the lie where we get to tell the truth. (laughs) And the thing that so fascinates me about Avatar is that with this fantastical world that you've created, you tell such very profound truths. But I think that the danger 
that you experienced, you know, the risk of, of real danger that you experienced with your deep sea exploration is an important element of Avatar, the fundamental and powerful and relevant truth-telling of Avatar. Mm -hmm. And that's what makes Avatar, that you could tell that level of sophisticated truth in almost like a cartoon. It right. seems to be not only in Avatar, but throughout your movies because of Avatar, etc. In terms of Avatar, but it seems to me, and I'm sure that you agree, I mean, obviously you made Avatar. When you think of the geniuses who, who designed Avatar, obviously you worked with a lot of scientists and aeronautic engineers, but obviously a lot on Pandora was also fantastical. Right. Do you think that one day planes will fly with circular wings like that? Yeah, or is sure. that just fantasy? Yeah, we, we have them now. They're called helicopters. They want the land. They want uh, the minerals. They want the resources, which is called quite famously, of course, in Avatar, the unobtainium. Yeah. So what you're saying and what we see in Avatar so so magnificently with the Amitakaya, and that is the spiritual perspective, and that's what the Navi demonstrate. Right. I was um, pretty universally mocked and uh, teased uh, during my presidential campaign for tweets that I had written uh, back when the Avatar movie first came out in 2009. You probably know, Jim, I have been rather universally teased about my, <laughs> my tweets yes. about Avatar. When I was, was running, in addition to being teased so much for uh, my Avatar tweets, I don't underestimate what Avatar has done. I stand by my tweets. <laughs> I stand okay. by my tweets. Thank you. Thank okay, <laughs> I stand by my tweets and also look at the profound success of the movie around the world, which takes me to a question. I was thinking about you when the Mars rover landed. Uh -huh. We yeah. are the aliens. It's like the people yeah. who come to Pandora. Pandora is the real world. But the very fact that you're making the sequels yeah. says to me you must have hope in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> when obviously there's the warrior Let us who now really turn, now turn to, <laughs> to Avatar. <laughs> I don't know. I, you might not. I want. I want to tell you this. I was in Israel, mm -hmm. and I was talking to some Israeli and Palestinian peacemakers, and I said, "I'm. I'm telling you the truth." I said, "Well, you know, the Great Mother doesn't choose sides. According to Avatar, the Great Mother doesn't choose sides. She's there to protect balance." Yes. She doesn't pick a winner. She protects balance. And yes. you know what the Palestinian and the Israelis in the room, you know their reaction? What they say? They, they, they thought about it. They That's nodded. Good. And I think it was because some of them had seen Avatar. Yeah, yeah, maybe. So they I think they people, knew the reference, yeah. I thank you so much. I thank you for what your films have given. I thank you for what Avatar has given me personally. I, I, I hope that you never doubt. Uh, I can't imagine what it's like for your wife. Does she ever say, she probably doesn't want to say, did you have any dreams last night, dear? I, uh, <laughs> she I lives in a very rich dream world herself, and she's been known to have prophetic dreams. Well, I would not expect the universe to send you a partner of any less depth <laughs> and perspicacity. God bless you, Jim. Thank you from the bottom of my heart, and never, ever doubt uh, about the changes being made by that movie in the minds and the hearts of people, I can certainly tell you it made changes in mine. Cara Delevingne had two toilets installed in her bathroom so <laughs> she's she so could smart. talk to people while she's on the loo. Speaking of them, she's a bit of a them, but when she has her Who friends over, they can talk to each other in the bathroom. I know. she's She is kind of themmy. She literally like went out to like Nobu with uh, Joan Collins, who's her godmother. <laughs> That's godmother, crazy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's crazy. Yeah. 
What a what a crazy them. There was another double date that happened. Well, not even another one. There was a double date that happened. People saw it. Courtney Kardashian and Travis Barker went to the UFC fight with Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly. But it's not like they sat together because there's no sitting together these days. You know, they're just both there. But the implication that's a double date is funny because they're not actually seated near each other because of distancing. And I don't even know if they arrived together. Maybe they did. And that's the proof. But like, we have no proof this is a double date. This is two different couples who were at the UFC fights, which were televised. To be fair, though, I think Travis and what's-his-face, Machine Gun Kelly, worked on music together. Because Travis, I think, produced a bunch of his music. So it's like they are Uh, friends. Okay. And Kourtney Kardashian would get along with Megan Fox. They both have like four kids, three kids. They totally would get along. I feel like Kourtney Cox, Kourtney Cox, (laughs) Kourtney Kardashian and Megan Fox probably have identical senses of humor. Wait, Kourtney Kardashian plus... Courtney Kardashian plus Megan Fox equals Courtney Cox. <laughs> In my brain, yeah. <laughs> Did you it's see Courtney Cox? It's an understandable flub. Did you see Courtney Cox post a full video on how to make fish on her Instagram? Yeah, you sent that to me. Like a full twenty-minute video on how to make fish. Okay, sorry, I just can't. These believe cele- her. I mean, these celebrities. Like, what are they doing? We need the vaccine. Okay, so I'm going to teach you how to make roasted halibut with cherry tomatoes all in one pan, starting with these little guys. You're going to half these cherry tomatoes. Here's the one pan for this dish. We know how to make fish, Courtney Cox. Well, did you also, she she posted, the last thing she posted was lemon pasta. If I am going to look up how to make lemon pasta. I know we technically have the vaccine, but theoretically we've never needed the vaccine more than I'm watching Courtney Cox make fish on fucking Instagram. That's a tangent. Let's play a game of I don't know her. We haven't done this in a while. I got one. You have one? Yeah, speaking of Courtney Cox, here's one. Does Courtney Cox know who Addison Ray is? This is kind of easy, actually. But let's see how you do it. I, okay. Hmm. My gut says yes, and I'm trying to make sure that I agree with my gut. I can tell you why I think this is easy, but I want to hear you. I know that Courtney, as we have decided in this past this last segment, is very thirsty for attention. She's trying to get into the social media game. I know she's looked at TikTok. I'm pretty sure she's I'm pretty sure she's familiar with Addison Ray because it was like she's one of the top TikTokers and this is a platform Courtney Cox would like to see herself mm-hmm. succeed. Mm-hmm. And how old how old would you venture Courtney Cox's daughter is at this point? The famous Ooh. Coco. 17, 16. She's 16. She's 16. Yeah. Got a TikTok daughter. Okay, so she's got a TikTok daughter. And Courtney, I bet you Courtney probably watches Jimmy Fallon. All she could know Addison Ray from any number of places, avenues, whether her own like social media dossier, her daughter, or because she watches Normie stuff yeah. like Jimmy Fallon. No, I'm gonna so say I'm gonna that's say correct. Yes. That's correct. That is correct. I'm gonna give you that. That's correct. Thank you. Thank you. You got one? Oh, how about this? How about this? I have one. Okay. Does Jason Derulo know who Nicola Peltz is. <laughs> Show your work. Positioning your Jason work. Derulo like a like a them is kind. Um, but I guess he's he is. Them. Um, he's the them. Does Jason Derulo know who Nicola Peltz is? I think that Jason Derulo knows who a lot of who's are because he mm-hmm. is he literally exists in a subculture now that is mm-hmm. like he like Addison Ray is on Jason Derulo's watch list, you know, he's all over her. <laughs> 
right? Like, <laughs> yes, she's yes. not age appropriate, but if she was, he'd try and date her. But, uh, hmm. But Nicola Peltz is kind of on the outskirts because she's barely a celebrity at this point, you know? Mm hmm. And she's more of a Daily Mail celebrity than she is a TikTok or online celebrity. You know, so she's not does very he read tablet? digital. Does he read? Does he troll tablets? Well, he know he reads them about himself. Like he reads them about he he knows him he sees himself in the tabloids. But he has a honestly, Google alert. He has every possible alert. I feel like she's kind of niche in a different direction, and me and I think Jason Derulo is so busy making content that he actually doesn't look for his own press. He gets his own press sent to him. Like he has people. If anyone has mm-hmm. an old school press setup, it's Jason Derulo. You know. Mm-hmm. With like publicists like out here sending him like daily rundowns of who's mentioned him, but just like positive stuff too. They have, oh, they course. keep him they keep him um in the dark when it comes to negative press. Oh, or sure. negative tweets. Of course, we have to keep him in high spirits. But uh, so I actually would say no. I think no is the answer. Mm-hmm. I think I wasn't sure. I but, think I agree with you. Okay, I have. One. Does he know really quick follow up? Does he know who Brooklyn Beckham is? Oh, yes, well, right. Does he know who Victoria Beckham is? Sure. If he heard Brooklyn Beckham's name, he'd be like, oh, Victoria Beckham's son. Like, he wouldn't know. He'd make the connection. Or he'd say David Beckham's son. Because let's be real, he knows David Beckham for sure. Mm-hmm. I guess it's more of a question of, is Brooklyn Beckham all that famous? I feel like this show has made me think that Brooklyn Beckham is much, <laughs> is a much bigger deal than he actually is. The other thing really, too, is like... Would they end up at the same party? Which in some worlds, I would say yes. But I think because Brooklyn Beckham lives in New York and Jason Drew lives in California, I just don't know. They definitely mm-hmm. been at the same award shows, maybe. Mm-hmm. Because when the Beckhams used to go to like award shows, that was a thing for like a yeah. hot minute. But not anymore, I don't think. And Jason Derulo, I would say, would show up at the drop of a dime, you know, at the pin. A pin? A dime? A pin? The you drop of a pin. turn on a dime, a drop of a pin. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But I feel like it works. Gravity affects all things equally, yeah. He would show up at the opening of a frozen yogurt store. I know that's not a saying, but he would. The opening of an envelope is a saying. Yes! <laughs> at an award show. Got it. I'll remember that for next time. You were you had a follow-up, I don't know her, for me? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does Emma Stone know who Chet Hanks is? I feel like it's like an obvious yes. But like, is but... it? <sighs> show your work. Okay. Emma Stone is quote unquote private. Wow, never did I think I would say show your work in a professional setting. I'm like a teacher. <laughs> Emma Stone is quote unquote private. She doesn't really put herself out there in the way a lot of her peers do in terms of social media. She doesn't seem to care about wanting to be relatable outside sort of your major monolithic celebrity press places like talk shows and and red carpets and stuff like that and glossy interviews. She's not like out here trying to be funny on social media. But does that mean she doesn't have a Finsta? I but don't we know. know that she's funny. She's dating a normie. We know she, she's, we know she's funny. funny. She's dating a fu- she she's married to a, a funny comedian, guy. Right. A funny guy. She dates a comedian. Isn't he an SNL writer or yeah. something? Yeah. So I think that if anyone's keeping her in the quote unquote loop, it's the husband. Because I kind of do get the feeling that Emma Stone is a little more serious than even she appears. I know a few people who, there was a, when I was in college, Paul Rudd was in town for like South by Southwest. And a few of my friends like weirdly hung out with him a couple times. And wow. they were like, he's so, he's so, it was a weird, like at a bar or something. It was yeah. just, he was around. Yeah. And I've heard this from other people too, where it's like, Paul Rudd is like 
apparently notoriously unfunny, like a serious guy. And he's like a funny actor when he has a script, but he's like kind of unfunny. I get that vibe from Emma Stone where you're like, she's not, she's not like a ha ha person, you know? Do you ever, do you ever, I always think no, about like, that. No, like I think it's, it's also like Rudd. I'm a comedian in my life, but then when people meet me, they're like, be funny, I'm, you're funny, you're a comedian. And you're like, and I'm not bite funny. me. Yeah. Like I'm thinking about Pete Davidson. We just talked about Pete Davidson. I have a feeling he's probably kind of funny in real life. I forget who he's the interview jokester. was with, but I, I I remember hearing some quite a few interviews with somebody who they kept being like, I don't like being funny on command. And people are like, oh, you're a comedian. Mm-hmm. Like do a joke, you know, be funny, yeah. do a joke. Um... And you're like, no, I'm actually serious. It's just always something I think about whenever you see a funny person and you wonder whether or not they're funny, like at the dinner table. And I get the feeling that Emma Stone is like pretty quiet and chill. And I don't, uptight might be the wrong word, but just like not funny. But I also do feel like you need to be, she's successful and you need to be, you you need to have a, a setting that's not funny all the time yeah and this is such a long-winded way of getting to my explanation but i started thinking about her contemporaries such as yeah jennifer lawrence sure okay sure and it's sort of like imagine if these people were your friends is jennifer lawrence the type of person i could send if i were friends with jennifer lawrence i could send the chet hanks video and say lol and and imagine i'd be getting a response jennifer lawrence i think would laugh Whatever group chat Emma Stone is in, I don't think they're laughing at Chet Hayes. Whatever group chat Jennifer Lawrence is in, the one with Adele or whatever, I think they're laughing at Chet Hayes. Okay. I don't think that Emma Stone knows that this is happening. But I feel like she knows who he is in the sense that, like, she knows that Tom Hanks has a weird son who did that thing at the Golden Globes last year. Like... Mm. I don't think that she knows that White Boy Summer happened. No, well, that's... No, well, she also just had a baby, so she's probably busy. I mean, the the more interesting question is, like, this this tweet that you put in here from Sophia Benoit on Twitter. Um, one follower, no dad, one of the great usernames. She said, I do not believe Tom Hanks and Chet Hanks know or even know of one another. That's a joke, obviously, but, like... The extent to which Tom is following Chet drama is I is maybe the most intriguing thing about this. It's the great unknown here. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm, how much mm-hmm. does Tom keep tabs on Chet? I think Tom worries about Chet's, like, health and safety and stuff like that, right? Like, does he care about this day-to-day white boy summer stuff? I kind of, I kind of assume no. He's like, is he hurting anyone? No. Is he hurting himself? No. Is he ruining the, the relationship? Probably no. Right. Like he does get like daily rundowns from like mm-hmm. his PR person about like what. Or Rita. It's like, do we need to know? What, like, what's he doing? What's he up to? Right. Rita. Rita's the one that passes on the information. But basically more of a defensive, like, will I be, will I be asked any questions about my son today if I were to do an mm-hmm. interview? <laughs> right. That's a better way of putting it. Like, that's a better way of putting it. Maybe that's a little more cynical, but come on. People don't really ask him about Chet much, though. I know. I think it's because they're not allowed to. Think about it. And if you're going to respect anyone's, like, rules, it's going to be Tom Hanks. Speaking of people we love, let's go to Rita. What was she wearing? Where was she seen? She posted what on Instagram? She's the Who Queen. Tens of people want to What's Rita Ora up to? 
who is this woman? She's up to so much, but it's boring. But that's the best part is like you have 14,000 headlines about literally the most boring shit ever. She wore a shirt. She wore a top. She wore a bottom. She wore a midriff. She wore this. (laughs) She wore her pajamas. She wore PVC trousers. She wore pajamas. She posed in front of uh, what looks like a music video that she's shooting because it has all these props like Rita's late night lounge or whatever. All these music. You know what she did do? She what? took a picture of herself in the studio, which means we're getting, oh, we're getting, getting bang, bang, the re- bang, rang the remix again. It's time for an LP. We've had enough EPs. We're getting another LP. Time for an LP. Femme Justin Thoreau vibe she's got going on. And okay, I'm sorry. What? One Femme of the, Justin Thoreau? Femme Justin Thoreau. Yes. Okay. Is that? Is that a it's, nice is now. way of putting it? Is it is now. It is yeah. now. She's, and one of the comments was like, stop copying Dua Lipa, which is true. Kind of looks like she's got a Dua Lipa vibe going on here. She loves stealing aesthetics, mm-hmm. <laughs> Rita. She really does. She does love lifting aesthetics. Actually, she's a chameleon. <laughs> she is a chameleon. She loves to be inspired. She loves to be inspired. You're her defense attorney. You're her defense attorney. I know. I'm sorry. I know. It's it's indefensible. She's, she's a, she loves an aesthetic that's not hers. It's true. Rina Sawayama's lawyer. Your Honor, she's a chameleon. <laughs> Don't listen Your to Honor, this. Your Honor, she's a chameleon. <laughs> How many times do I have to say it, Your Honor? She's not lifting Rina Sawayama's style. She's not lifting Sir, Julie's style. Sir, she's a chameleon. <laughs> okay, what else is she up to? Don't, is that it? Yeah. There really are just so many. And uh, yet again, I know we've been saying this for a few weeks, but this is... This is normal in the sense that it's not even tied to stuff. Like, it's not even tied to, like, Rita Ora flaunts her assets on the set of The Masked Singer. No, they're just aggregating her Instagram posts. They're aggregating her Twitter posts. This is the most classic Rita shit. I'd like to remind you that we still haven't seen Twist. Well, we need the VPN. It just takes a lot of work to get I don't the VPN. even think it's available in the UK anymore. <laughs> yes, it is. It's on the iPlayer. It's on the iPlayer. Well, then how I do checked, I like, fucking get it? Okay. Well. Log into the VPN. Use whatever the VPNs that they're constantly. It's wild that VPN advertising just straight up says like, access stuff from other countries. Do you know that we've never earlier? had a VPN advertiser? If we did, I would use the advertisement to say, watch Watch it. Watch Twist with your VPN slash Who Weekly. But we never get a VPN advertiser. What? I'm sorry. Do you think that our users, you think our audience doesn't want a VPN? They want a VPN. I'm going to tell you this much. I'm going to watch Twist before we record again. And you should too. We're done. Thank you for listening to another episode of Who Weekly. Call in at 619-WHO-THEM to leave questions, comments, and concerns for our Friday show, Who's There? Thank you to Katie and Eric of The Who's for supplying the Rita theme song. Uh, support us on patreon.com slash weekly for twice weekly bonus episodes they got a special vip line you don't know what you're missing honestly it changes every week oh right and re- write reviews for us on apple podcasts we love your if reviews you haven't your written a review yet and you're listening to this podcast what are you waiting for just Rate go it. do it it's very we'll nice it. it's a great great free way to show your support for the pod mm-hmm. and we'll see you on friday with another episode of who's there bye bye you will say that. Yeah, 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 they wanna know.